my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. It's showtime. Right, welcome everybody to another episode of the VHS Strikes Back. I am one of your hosts, Chris Phelps, my co-host and very good friend, he's Mr. Dave Orrick. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to the VHS Strikes Back, the show where we dust off the old video player and go on a nostalgic journey to look at the good and the bad movies of yesteryear. Now, Chris, what are we going to review this week? Well, Dave, it was your pick, and you decided not to stitch me up with a martial arts masterclass <laughs> of shit. You've actually put us on to a martial arts masterclass of a great film. That makes no sense whatsoever, but there you go. This one is the 1993 Bruce Lee story, Dragon. So, Dave, what do you remember about this one? Well, I think there's there's multiple kind of scattered memories that, come back with this one so i guess the first thing is i didn't watch this in 93 didn't see it at the cinema saw it in uh it must have been 95 i think that was when so 95 96 that was when i was in uh, a particular flat in preston and i mentioned it before the one where the video shop was just right down the road and i just remember getting it out and just putting it on and being blown away by it now to put into context, you know, when I was growing up, Bruce Lee was just massive. You know, my uncle John, he used to have a, a picture up. It's the, it's the classic kind of Bruce Lee in Enter the Dragon where, you know, he's got his shirt off, he's got the nunchucks, he's got the two scratches either side of his cheeks. You know, he had the, that poster up on the, on the, in his bedroom like at, the, at my nan's house. And uh, yeah, he was just massive and I loved all the movies. But when I watched this, it was like, wow, you know, he was, there was so much else going on. Uh, so many things that I just didn't know about him. Because obviously when I watched it the first time, I just buy it all hook, line and sinker. This is the way it happened. Obviously, that's not quite true. But um, yeah, I just loved it. And then when, I, when it came out on X Rental, so bought that one uh, from Blockbusters. And yeah, I've loved it. Now, I've not watched this for about 10, 15 years or so. So I was a little bit nervous about how well it would hold up. But yeah, definitely. In terms of biographical movies, I think this, this is possibly my favorite, Chris. Now, how about yourself? Well, Dave, it's funny how I'm with you. I think I saw it a couple of years later, probably around about mid-90s. And there was a Brit- Britannia video I've said before about the alleged Mr. Smith who lived next door to us in the empty <laughs> house, Dave. I may have got a lot of videos and DVD- uh, CDs from there, allegedly. Because uh, it was just lying around, Dave, you know what I mean? They may have been some of my greatest films. And there was a double Bruce Lee like collection. So what you had is you had like a, a four-hour video, which was very rare to have a four-hour video, and you had on it Enter the Dragon, and you had a Bruce Lee biogra- biographic movie, which was genuinely loads of Bruce Lee stock footage. You had interviews with people like James Corbin, Steve McQueen before he died, because they were all friends of his who he taught martial arts to. They helped him with the movie stuff, and it just showed like footage of them doing moves of him and, and about his life and, and sort of the real stuff behind Bruce Lee. And then the other video was Dragon. So I've watched this. I haven't got it on DVD or uh, Blu-ray, but I have had it on VHS. And I've not seen this for about 15 years, but I always come across when I'm on my Friday night crawls of watching 
anything from, as I always say, movies, concerts, to gypsy fights, Dave, to, you know, just all sorts of nonsense on YouTube. I always come across the scene in the gym where he fights against about four of them guys. Mm. Great film, loved it as a kid, sort of early, well, late teens, tw into my 20s, but just haven't seen it. So Bruce Lee, as we said last week before we played the trailer, what, you know, iconic. I would say Van Damme's probably my one and maybe Mr. L... <laughs> a, Dave, shall we say, LA, but man, that's more for comedy, but Bruce Lee was there, I was obsessed with him, there was a shop in Manchester that used to sell loads of his memorabilia, and he used to just, I could never afford it, I think it was called Van Dams or something, it was like, that's what he's actually called, Dave, a martial arts place in Manchester, Piccadilly, <laughs> nice. I used to go in because I had loads of Bruce Lee memorabilia, loads of books, things like that, and I was obsessed with him for quite a while, but... It's one of them movies that I haven't seen. I wasn't sure whether we were going to enjoy it, but I'm really looking forward to this. Awesome. Well, with that, Chris, should we get into our trailer? Let's go. It's your birth certificate. Bruce Lee. It sounded very American. I'm going to America. French fries. Sky's the limit, that's what they say. Not a Chinaman's chance. They say that too. I'm different. You kind don't understand English. You guys killed my damn crew. You think I'm happy to see you, my Jim? Don't touch me. <laughs> or what? Huh? Or I'll touch you back. You're not really an American. This guy Lee is awfully oriental. He's playing oriental. And you can't change people with your fists. You kiss him. Kiss him, at least. He defied tradition. I'd like to take some lessons. I'd like to give them. Now you know I'm not Chinese. I've noticed that. You've been charged with violating the martial arts code. This is the first Bruce Lee Kung Fu Institute. We do not teach our secrets to the enemy. I'll teach whoever wants to learn. It's some of them chop sake flip, man. He began a revolution. I have developed a way of fighting with no fixed positions. And became a leader. You are ordered to stop teaching. You die in Hong Kong. I've seen it. In Hong Kong, Bruce Lee's father, Lee Hoi Chen, awakens from a nightmare about a phantom known as the Demon, haunting his young son. He subsequently enrolls him in Chinese martial arts training and instructor Yip Man. As a young adult, Bruce fights the British sailors who are harassing a young Chinese woman, resulting in him having to leave Hong Kong. His father insists he has to go to the US. Now, Chris... What do you reckon to the opening of this one? Dave, it's brilliant. I mean, it starts off, like I say, it's early 90s. I, 
I think the only thing is, having read so much on Bruce Lee, this is literally an A-team version of his life, Dave. Let's be honest. It is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's throwing these British soldiers who've got some of the worst Cockney accents ever. Like, all right, sailor, you know, all right, love, come here. It's ridiculous. <laughs> he's throwing them around like B.A. Baracus. You know, like, obviously, Bruce Lee was about five foot five, five foot six, if he was that. And these guys are huge. It's all about the martial arts, using the body and everything. I think Jason Lee... Is brilliant. I know they asked Brandon Lee, but he said he just felt so weird playing his, mm. a guy basically falling in love with his mother. You know, but his dad falling in love it's with his mother. It's all a bit yeah. fucking Marty McFly, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's all a bit <laughs> incestuous. So I get that. And, and they did want him for the movie. And obviously how his bloody life changed as well with The Crow, but well, it ended, didn't it? Which is terrible, you know. I mean? Same year this was yeah, released, exactly. wasn't it? 93 yeah. he died. So maybe if he'd done this movie day, things have been different, you know, sadly. But... But yeah, yeah, honestly, it starts off great. The, the action's brilliant. The martial arts, I mean, Jason Lee looks fucking phenomenal. I mean, when that shirt oh, gets ripped what off, a Dave, body. And exactly, when the <laughs> shirt gets ripped off, and you're like, there's no way that shirt would have ripped off because of his muscle. And then he just, it's pure A-team at this point. The throws, everything. And I, I, I think it's a great, great, uh, start to the movie and I just I do think obviously they've played with this a little bit his dad's saying he had to go to the US because he had one fight with the British soldiers that's not true however for the whole movie it's brilliant it just works perfectly that he has to go and, and go and get a job over in the US I think it's great I think he was into scrapping though wasn't he he was out testing his different styles and whatever so I think yeah. he did get into quite a few fights and where does he say the action is brilliant? I must admit, I'm watching this, and that is a brilliant description, by the way, that it, that he does on full-on bloody B.A. Barackers, because it's like the sailors are running towards him and then jumping over him kind of thing. <laughs> you know, it's a proper... I, I love this movie, but it is a bit Seagal, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? And I was like, ah, oh, shit. When this starts, I'm like... Oh, maybe this isn't going to quite hold up how I thought it might. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it it does. Spoiler alert. Um, but yeah, the action's not quite as good as I remember it. Some of it looks great, but I didn't realise that Jason Scott Lee he was a dancer. He didn't actually before this movie study martial arts. I was like, fucking hell, he does a good impression of someone who really is, is quite handy because, like I say, they use multiple stuntmen on it, but. You know, sometimes you can tell it's genuinely him. And, uh, yeah, what what a fucking body on him. Like you say, I, honestly, Chris, if I had a body like that, I don't think I'd own, I'd, I'd own a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, <laughs> Dave. Me too. <laughs> Just be walking around in winter, like, check yeah. out these guns, I'm you just know. Gonna- <laughs> I'm just going to the shop, Sam. What? It's minus four. I'm like, yeah, doesn't fucking matter. I'll just go out in my vest and shorts. Yeah, you would, wouldn't you? you his body's phenomenal. He's got to give him credit, <laughs> Dave. searching people for, uh, you know, who needs directions. So you could do the old, you know, when you do the big <laughs> bicep. I'm doing it now. I'm doing like, the finger. And then, and then do the finger. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's right over it's there. It's over there. And I'm doing it now, Dave. You know, I am as well, you can't see us, but uh, oh. honestly, yeah. So fair play to him for getting in that shape. Yeah, oh, he's brilliant. But, yeah, I, 
I think for the for the overall stories, there's a lot of artistic license taken for this, isn't there? And you know, like you say, one fight with the British sailors, and then the police are after him. I I think it was probably more of a culmination of of things yeah. that happened over time. Uh, the whole thing with the demon. I think that that's obviously played up for the movie, and I think the director really wanted it to not just be about you know facts that happened in his life. It wanted to kind of almost homage the movies that he'd made. So with some of the fight scenes, with some of the things that happened. I, so I think a lot of artistic licenses used with this, you know, to bend the facts on what really happened. But I think it just. It, it just goes to making a better movie. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I, I also saw it as this time watching it that maybe it was to do with like his mental health struggles. He had demons, you know, that sort of stuff, Dave. Maybe yeah. that's that. That's that's the, the. I'd never noticed it before. I'd always thought it was stupid. I must admit, when I, even when I, I enjoyed the film the first time round. And I've watched it a few times. I kept thinking, this is fucking ridiculous. You know, this is like fucking, you know, Big Trouble in Little China or something, you know, just just playing on it. But the more I watch it, knowing what he went on, and this is a basically like a daytime TV version of what Bruce Lee was like, his life, the, you know, the, the problems he had and everything. He wasn't the, the absolute saint that they make him out to in this film. But I think for, if you've never seen or read anything on Bruce Lee, this is a great depiction of his life. I think, you know, without mm. all that, it makes perfectly within the setting of Hollywood. You've got obviously the fact that he marries a white girl. Mm. There's that, that interracial stuff, you know, that the fact that even a mother's calling them out if they have children, which is terrible. And like I say, within him coming to the U US, he's straight in the gym, gets into that iconic fight with them guys. You know, we train at three o'clock here and he's like, I don't see no clock. And then he has this, I love when he walks off and they're giving him loads of shit and he's a bit of a couple of racist comments and then he's like, mm. are you coming then? And that guy's like, what, what? The big jock with his shirt off and he's like, come on then, let's go. And levers them all, doesn't he? But then he gets he gets students from it. They're like, well, no, we, we come in peace. We want, we want you to train us. You know, it's it's interesting because the stuff you read on what he did with, with the you know, the martial arts and the way he changed it and the fact that there was people up against him, Dave. He did have fights in the street. People were challenging. Mm. That's not, that's not, they don't really show it much in this movie, if at all, but that is a genuine thing where he would, people would come up to him in the street and have a fight with him because they didn't believe yeah. his martial arts. So I like the way they, they do that in the movie, but I think the story's good with his wife and everything. The only bit, and you're right, Steven Seagalish, is when he has the fight, and I'm, I can't believe I'm going to reference this movie, when he has the fight in the, the the restaurant and mm. it goes Remo Williams. Now Glenn's going to be very happy with that one day because Remo Williams, he is at the bottom of the Statue of Liberty and they, they basically pay off one of the buildings. They pay off builders, just random builders become killers then to kill Remo Williams. These guys all of a sudden in the restaurant are, are trained killers against Bruce Lee with, with proper, uh, you know, cutting knives and everything and all this. And the fact that, he slept with the girl. He might be annoyed, but it goes like the A team where he's like the guy, the main yeah. guy is directing him. And it's like, do you, are you people really killers working in this restaurant? And we didn't know this. It really does go over the top. <laughs> I know you can be passionate, but it really does go. And the, the martial arts stuff is completely farcical when he's walking on, and there's two of them on that beam and he kicks him and all that. It, yeah, it, it's brilliant to watch, but it is proper Steven Seagal. Yeah, it's like a 50-year-old bloke's put out a bit, isn't he, that Bruce Lee's 
nailing this girl who's working at the restaurant and everyone just gets out the meat cleavers. Right, sod making this fucking, <laughs> this food malarkey. Let's kill this bastard. Yeah, it, it does get a bit ridiculous, to be honest, but, but I still loved it. Um, but, you, you know, one of the lines that I really love from this, Chris, is when the guy, the big meathead, is, you know, throwing out all this fucking racist shit and he's saying about, you know, you killed my dad in North Korea or something. Or was it South Korea? Um, Korea. <laughs> and uh, he says, um, oh, he says, that's it. He says, don't touch me. And he says, or oh, what? And he goes, then I'll touch you back. <laughs> and I just thought the way he delivers it, I was just like, yeah. oh, that is so good. Obviously, last week, you know, we looked at uh, White Men Can't Jump and there were some brilliant sledges there. But I just think that simple little line there, the way he delivers it with that smile was just fantastic. I loved it. And then obviously, he kicks their ass kind of with a little bit of an A-team style to it. But yeah, Chris, I think this motors on so quickly through the events of his life because he meets his wife, doesn't he? I mean, a lot of this story was taken from her kind of her book. Um, But did you recognize the actress, Chris? I didn't actually, Dave, no. So it's it's played by Lauren Holly, um, who was in Dumb and Dumber. I know you didn't like that movie, but uh, I, you know, in the mid 90s, Chris, I was just in love with this woman uh, i thought she was brilliant but um yeah he's done all right for himself there and fair play to the mother because she was consulted you know because she comes across like a bit of a racist prick doesn't she yeah. <laughs> ultimately when when she first meets bruce um but she validates it she says like you know when we first met that's kind of how it was so she was okay with it well she probably wasn't massively okay with it but it was like well that is factual that bit it is and, and also you know, he ends up, this guy comes for training, doesn't he? And he gives him a bit of training. And then all of a sudden they become really good friends, which is great. But then he's got this fight against his Chinese peers, and not he, because of his martial arts, as we'd said. Mm. He, he, they get this guy in who's the killer. Now, I'd read the stuff, which we'll talk about later, about the big bosses, about his brother. But he fights this guy in front of like a, you know, a bit of a, they're like masters there, aren't they? Watching it above and just trying to validate Bruce Lee. He levers him. And then the guy does the shithouse move and kicks him when he's from behind and paralyzes him. Now, that is true about the paralyzing, Dave. I can't remember whether that story about the fight is true. I don't know what so, that is. So I think he did fight someone, but it wasn't over kind of, you know, dissing martial yeah. arts or something. I think he got into various fights because he kept dissing martial arts, but not because it was like, oh, you, you this is dishonorable it's like look stop being a fucking prick come here yeah. <laughs> and we're gonna fucking tangle um chris he just injured his back weightlifting yeah <laughs> you know it's just obviously for the film it looks better doesn't it that he's sort of taking this kick and whatever but yeah he was just in the gym it just doesn't look very good on a movie does it he's doing some <laughs> fucking lap pull downs or something <laughs> yeah. and he's like oh Oh, I think I pulled something there. <laughs> He's <laughs> curling 5K dumbbells and his fucking back goes. Yeah, the old classic. But, yeah. but but there is truth to that. You're right. And obviously, I totally forgot that, Dave. Like I say, it's been so long since I've really looked into the Bruce Lee stuff. But that is a great uh, call out there. And I think, like, you know, he has this time off. He's then, you know, they have Brandon. 
he's then gone to this sort of tournament and he's talking, everyone's booing him and everything, isn't he? And he's fully recovered. He's done all the training with a little bit of an 18 montage. I'm sorry to keep referencing the 18, but it's true. And then it, it, Robert uh, Robert Wagner's there in the crowd in his character, Bill, mm, and he yeah, fights yeah. the guy who allegedly paralyzes him and says he'll beat anyone in under a minute and absolutely nails him, doesn't he? He gets a bit of a kick in at first, does his back. You think he's injured. Linda pisses off. She thinks she can, you know, I can't see it, but stands at the door a la Adrian out of Rocky. And then he levers and it's brilliant. It's brilliant. I, the only thing that always gets about Bruce Lee, Dave, even now, and I know it's been parodied in so many things, it's the fucking noises. <laughs> if you were having a fight with someone in the street and someone started doing that to me, I'd be thinking, you are either absolutely hard as fuck or you're fucking crazy because it, it, it ain't half off-putting. I know in the movies it was brilliant and the slow-mo of him tensing all his muscles like Van Damme copied and everything. But yeah, that, that fight's good, I must admit. Well, you know who... Uh, so it's Johnny, I think. Uh, Johnny's son, who is the guy who did the shithouse move, kicked him in the back and then gets knocked out in a minute. But Chris, this is played by the legendary John Chung, who was only the lead actor... In Snake in the Monkey's Shadow. I remember. I remember. (laughs) You told me. Marvellous film. (laughs) But he's, yeah, he's been in all sorts there. And, um, but you know, he's obviously quite handy himself. But you can kind of see, I I remember watching this, right, in the 90s, thinking, oh, he's just a bit fat. And now I'm looking, oh, I wouldn't mind that body myself. Yeah, (laughs) compared to Jason Lee. (laughs) Yeah, he's he's obviously bigger than him, but he's still fucking pretty pretty well stacked, isn't he? So it's funny how your perception changes. (laughs) You die for a body like that now, Dave. Exactly. (laughs) But, um, but, I mean, while we're on, you know, people who've, who've been in other stuff that we've reviewed. So, you know, the big demon bloke? Yep. It's actually played by Sven Olli Thorson, who was in, uh, he was like the security guard in Running Man. Oh, I know you mean, Dave. Yeah, they're, they're, they're like Killian's right-hand man, one big yeah. fucker. Yeah, with the, with the flat the top. The steroid haircut. head. Yeah, this, the yeah, gear head. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a good spot. So he was in there. He was also um, uh, he was in also in uh, Conan and the Barbarian. I was going to say he Conan, He was in that yeah. one with a killer mullet (laughs) or it wasn't really a mullet it was kind of this pudding basin uh weird haircut type thing but yeah no so he (laughs) i wouldn't obviously tell him to his face there but you know he did look like a right twat i don't i tell you how you might remember it chris he was the one who i said he looked like he should be in slade Yes, like the uh, the drum, <laughs> the guitarist, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking hell. Jo- with the fucking lack of fringe but long hair. Oh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> that is a ridiculous haircut. But no, you, you're funny, you know, because I remember reading. So Robert Wagner gets him on the Green Hornet, becomes Cato. We we see a little bit of the racial undertones that the producers and that are saying, yeah, he's great, but you need to keep the mask on because he's Asian. And, mm. and Bill's saying... Well, that's the whole point. He is Asian, you know, and that's terrible. You know, that's that's proper, awful Hollywood shit that from the sixties and stuff. And I know it's not even stopped up to this day. Stuff like that is terrible. But then I've read the stuff on the kung fu things. I don't know whether you have, and it's quite divisive whether he created that day. There were stories that 
he didn't invent it and it was just a case of they came to him, offered him the part, he couldn't do it. Then there was some saying that he did do it and he wrote mm. he wrote the pilot, he wrote everything on it and they basically didn't want to use him because he was Asian and obviously his career was taken off anyway. He had entered the dragon in the back pocket. So I don't know about you, I, mean, I don't know if you've read anything on that, but I know the way they do it in this the film works really well, but I know it's, it's a bit up in the air what the real story is. Yeah, it's... Um... There's conflicting accounts, aren't there? That's yeah. that's all I know. Now, Chris, did you know there is a series come out now? It's on Apple TV um, called Warrior. Now, I didn't know about this. I just literally found this out in the last week. But this is supposed to be the original Bruce Lee story. Yes. So I, I don't know. Have you seen it? I've not I, I seen wasn't it. even aware of it before. Yeah, I've I've not seen it. I read something about a year ago to say it was this is this is the only reason I know about this kung fu you know problem. I remember reading it saying this was like the proper reimagining and what it should have been, and it was Bruce Lee's thing. But I I, I literally skimmed over the article. It's the only reason I knew about the David Carradine. I didn't realise Bruce Lee was mm. up for that part. So yeah, never seen it, Dave. So I couldn't even tell you whether it's good or bad. Yeah, I mean, I it bugs me. I d- <laughs> Things that, that I irrationally like out of this movie. We've spoken about a few of them there, but one that used to piss me off and I'd forgotten about it and it re-pissed me off watching it this time is when he's walking down the, the set in Hollywood and they're talking about this um, this concept of Kung Fu and then they keep turning around to each other and going, Kung Fu, you know, and putting their <laughs> arms in the air. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. oh, fuck off. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know why. <laughs> it just really bugs me. <laughs> yeah, on the back plot of fucking Pine yeah. whatever it is, Pine Wood Studios. Studio. He's fucking... And then, he, he, you know, he, he's got no gun, but he uses Kung Fu. And it's oh, like, fucking hell, no one talks to each other like that, surely, even no. then. No, they don't, Dave. I, I'm with you on that. And it, I love the fact that he gets a bit of a break because he makes the big boss. That scene with Johnny's brother, Luke, comes on. I've read about that, that he was on there, Dave. It wasn't the fight that we see now, the full, you know, Jean-Claude Van Damme ending to a movie fight that we get, but it was pretty much close. I think they traded a few blows, and that was true. That that was a true thing. I don't know if it was Johnny's brother, but someone did have a fight with him because of his martial arts I think stuff. It, yeah, I think the brother connection, I think that's made up. Also, the fact that he can fucking shatter ice an ice block with his bare fist. Yeah. I think that was made up as well. But um, I, th- I think there were challenges all the way through his career. I'd, yeah. I'd heard stories about people coming up to him and just challenging him on the set of like Enter the Dragon and stuff. And you would have thought with the Hong Kong production, this kind of thing, you know, you get some young lads, some young wannabe gangsters, they want to try out their martial arts on this uh, this film star. I'd imagine that sort of thing happens quite a lot. Yeah, and I think you're right, because I think I'm thinking more general because I know the backstory and what they're doing in the movies. They're just glamorizing little spots that they know of, whether they've heard stuff through his family or friends. So, so you're right. It, they've got to make it into a movie. They've got to make it Hollywood. And I think it works. I think it really does work. And I just think towards the end, Dave, the last 10 minutes, it literally wraps up his family life and, and his whole mm. life, doesn't it? In sequences, we get the, you know, end of the dragon thing. He's sort of rubbing his head. Is that like an indication because of like headaches he was supposed to have and everything? And then it was like, he's in the scene with the mirrors and he's in the film yeah. and he's fighting the demon and the demon's going to get Brandon. 
and he gets the nunchucks out and all that. And it it's great, and it is a good movie. It really is a good movie, and I think it works really well. It's like dispelling these demons. As someone who's older now, I can completely relate now to what they were trying to portray. They were trying to say that he was mm. a good guy, but he had his demons, and I've never, ever got that connection. As I said earlier, it was always just a case of, this is just weird, but it's not. I think it works perfectly, and I think the secret... This is a good the, the martial arts is great all over it. It's just towards the end, it's just a shame because he sees his grave and, and the day he dies and all this, you know, it's all there. And then obviously Linda then speaks over, doesn't she, at the end about what you know, we went into a mysterious coma. And even yeah, to this yeah. see the stories I've always read were that he was with his mistress in uh, Hong Kong or whatever it was, and then he died, didn't he? That was it. He'd had like he'd taken some drugs and that he shouldn't oh, have taken. I didn't know about the yeah, yeah. I didn't hear about the mistress, but I heard yeah, it yeah. was like an aspirin or something. Yeah, no, there was supposed to be him, his friend, and his lover, this this lady. She was the one who rang the police and the ambulance and stuff, and, and basically taken some, like saying like an aspirin or whatever he'd taken. Some were saying it was a muscle relaxant as well because he was having problems still with his back, and he took too many of them. However, he did go into a coma and he died, but he wasn't with his wife, even though she brought him back to... The, you know, America, because if she hadn't brought him back, Dave, and here we go for the bingo, we'd have no shit, no surrender film, would we, Dave? Because Jason would have nowhere to go. <laughs> well, yeah. Chris, I mean, there is a Lauren Avedon link here. I didn't say his name, Dave, so I'm not getting blamed for it this <laughs> so, week. So go on. So Ong Su Han, who's, uh, he's playing Luke, isn't he? So Johnny's yeah. brother, who challenges Bruce on the, on the set of uh, Big Boss. Well, he's the guy who kicked um, Lauren Avedon's ass in King of the Kickboxers. No, I was going to say it. I was going to say that, Sim, because I remember you saying it. You actually told me that when we did King of the yeah, Kickboxers. Yeah. I was going to say uh, that's the guy, the one who talks to me, says, I'm not the best kickboxer and all that bollocks. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's just... So Lauren Avedon's been kicking everyone's ass, hasn't he? And then yeah. just gets beat by this guy. And he's like, I'm not even that good. And he's like, oh, teach me. How do I learn? <laughs> <laughs> this guy and he was in he was in kickboxer he also took a paste in from tong po so yeah, yeah another i chris i mean those are three now movies that he's been in i'm sure he's probably been in more as well we've probably covered this guy more than we've covered sliced alone <laughs> <laughs> inadvertently that's terrible yeah. isn't it? <laughs> oh that's awful dave how bad are we that's terrible it's mostly driven by me and my trying to stitch you up i think but yeah oh, this this one's absolutely me though i i just love this and and the thing is i i like how it doesn't completely Disneyfy his character, you know. When he when he's going nuts, you can see he's got a proper ego on him there, and you know his his uh, missus is not happy because he's never spending time there, and you know the whole scene I, I hated at the time, and it, it's just very uncomfortable but believable. Where you know he he seems to have been not at peace, but he's like he puts up with the racism in uh in the u.s but like when he's actually a bit of a star in hong kong it's a different story then it's like you want me to go back to the u.s where they basically all treat me like shit and just like want me to be a dishwasher kind of thing yeah but i i think i it crossed my mind actually when i was watching it this time that just the sort of person he is he probably had a fucking string of mistresses didn't he let's yeah. let's be honest um just every everything about him and just like yeah I, i'm pretty sure all that stuff was kind of cut out 
Yeah, I think so. I think so. But no, honestly, Dave, I'm so pleased you picked this. Just to watch it again all the way through and not just pick snippets out on YouTube. I've really enjoyed going back on this. And look, Bruce Lee's an absolute legend. Everybody said he's the godfather of MMA, Dave. UFC mm. to this day still go on about Bruce Lee. He's in the bloody game every year. They bring Bruce Lee in the game. So, yeah, absolutely love it. Yeah. No, it's great. So, Chris... Should we get into our final review? Let's go. Now I'll go the first this time, Chris, because obviously uh, uh, I, I went into this with a lot of love for the movie and rewatched it and although the fight scenes aren't quite as good and realistic as what i remember i think how the story is put together uh, is great jason scott lee just looks amazing as bruce lee and i love he's got the mannerisms down the kind of noises and everything i, I think it's fantastic and you know this is a 93 movie as well isn't it so you know it's, it's a good 20 or nearly 20 years old now in fact Oh, it's fucking 30, isn't it? <laughs> what am I talking about? We're in 2021. It's nearly it's 28 years old now. So I think it stands up really well. I, I wasn't massively uh, kind of bought into the whole demon thing. I thought it was such a realistic story. I know it's trying to tell this thing through metaphor, but I, I just... If I could change anything, it would probably be that. Having said that, I, I, I appreciate this is not like one of the best films ever, so I can't send it to Cloud City, but this is a strong Pleasantville for me. I, I just really enjoy it. It's out there on Amazon Prime at the minute, uh, so if anyone wants to catch up with it, knock yourself out and you won't be disappointed. So, thanks, Dave. That's brilliant. And the same as you. I think it's a great movie. I, I love, the, like I said, the demon thing's a little bit wishy-washy, as you would say. It, but I get the meaning now. I would get the meaning all these years later of what they were trying to say. And, and because it's a Hollywood biopic, they've got to make him look like he's still a hero, even though ultimately he's, you know, he does come with his death at the end. And it was a bit thinking about his family because I don't think he was the greatest father in the world there was a little bit of that but I don't think he was a great husband either and mm. his, his alleged affairs and stuff like that but as a spectacle as a film brilliant and the martial arts is good some of it is daytime TV A-team Steven Seagal stuff but I can go with it Jason Lee's amazing Jason Scott Lee's amazing as Bruce Lee he's absolutely got the body the look he just aesthetically looks perfect and you're ever going to get someone to portray him around this time. He, he was the man. There was nobody else could have come close. I think, yeah, I think it's a great film. I was on an hour in, Dave, and I think what I'm going to do, I'm going to send it to the top tier of Hill Valley because I think it's still a great movie. It's not crap by any means, but I just think as it's got older and look, just from my own knowledge itself watching it, it's a great movie, but it is definitely a Hollywood version of Bruce Lee. So it's just, it's fantastic. And definitely if you've got Prime, as Dave just said, Get on there and watch it, guys. It's definitely worth a watch. Awesome. Obviously, it can't hit the heights of the, the well-known trilogy or the quadology, <laughs> I think you called it, back in the day. <laughs> now, Chris, next week is a Patreon pick, so what are we going to look at? Well, Dave, we are 
going to be watching our good friend, Mr. Tony Farina's Heathers, Dave. Now, he's been threatening this for so, so long and saying he cannot wait for me to watch it because he thinks I'm going to absolutely nail it to the cross, Dave. And you know what? He's probably right, Dave. <laughs> so, <laughs> shall we get into our trailer? Let's go. Three blind mice. Three blind mice. Heather Chandler. Heather McNamara. Heather Duke. Veronica Sawyer. Why are you such a mega brat? Because I can be. The most powerful clique at Westerberg. Not Veronica. Too much? Most people would die to get into it. Heather number one just looked right at me. I'm worshipped Westerberg, and I'm only a junior. Veronica would kill to get out of it. You were nothing before you met me. You were a Girl Scout cookie. JD has come to answer her prayers. I'm a no-rest build-up man myself. We'll kill her. He's got a way with women. A way with words. Is this as good for you as it is for me? Life can suck! And a very special way with a gun. Veronica can't live with him. Help! I love my dead gay son. And she can't live without him. Does this turn out weak or what? I had at least 70 more people at my funeral. What? Their meeting was destiny. That knife is filthy! What do you think I'm gonna do with it? Take out her tonsils? Their love has a body count. I loved you. It's coming up here to kill you. That's it. We're breaking up. Young love. Heather's a killer comedy. I have to send my SAT scores to San Quentin instead of Stanford. So, Dave, and I'm sorry, Tony. And also, guys, before you actually do watch it, it is available on YouTube, and that's all I've got to say. But the club was on there, and the club was a good movie from a few weeks ago, guys. So if you do want to you know, catch up with what we're going to be reviewing, get onto YouTube. So big thank you today to our Patreons, patreon.com forward slash the VHS Strikes Back. Massive thank you to everyone who supports us on all across our social media platforms. And the roll call of honour today is we've got Mr. Tony Farina, we've got Brent from the Cinema Chat Podcast, John Hammond, Blake, Maths, Jax, Herb, Lucky Lulu Green, Kent Gustafson, Dylan, Haley, Heath, Matt, Carl, and Mark. So thank you so much, guys, for supporting us. We really, really appreciate it. And if you do want to follow us on social media at VHS Strikes Back, and if you want to email us the VHS strikesback at gmail.com and I will be running a poll this week Dave another very important <laughs> poll so please keep it eyes on our social media especially on Twitter for around about Friday evening when I've had a few drinks and I think you know what let's just throw it out there <laughs> so uh, <laughs> anyway Dave what are you going to take us out with today my friend well I thought you know like say godfather of MMA um, I think the the legend of Bruce Lee, uh, you know, it's not just about the fighting, is it? It's about that kind of Eastern philosophy as well. So I thought I would finish with a very thoughtful uh, line, which simply says, the key to immortality is first living a life worth remembering. And he definitely was re- memorable. <laughs> memorable. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck that out, didn't I? Right, I'll speak to you next time. <laughs> Bye. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. What the fuck are we going to do now? Ah!
What are we gonna do? Maybe we could build a fire, sing a couple of songs, huh? Why don't we try that? We better get back, because it'll be dark soon, and they mostly come at night. Mostly. I'll be back. That's not. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Wax on, wax off. I must break you.